gold medal, but a new world record. We're so glad you joined us today for sharing the victory from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's already been an exciting first week of the Summer Olympics in Beijing, China. And there's still plenty more excitement to come. Allison Felix is preparing to go for the gold in the 200 meters. But before she takes off, Allison takes time to visit with host Ron Brown. God is the one who gave me this gift, and now I just feel that it's my responsibility to glorify Him with it. Also part two of Ron's visit with track and field great Madeline Manning Mims. Whether I run for Jesus on that track or somewhere else in the world, I'll always run for Jesus. And former NBA star and Olympian Bobby Jones. Ready to get today's program underway is the host of Sharing the Victory, University of Nebraska assistant football coach Ron Brown. This is a thrill. Our Olympic emphasis takes us to Allison Felix, one of the great runners in the world, a young lady who's accomplished so much, uh, even since her high school days, a 2004 Olympian and uh, 2008 Olympics now. Allison, welcome to Sharing the Victory. Thank you. It's good to be here. Now, your, your dad is a minister, and I know your mom's a school teacher and so forth, and you know, growing up in a, in a home of a minister and a man who's uh, studied the Word of God, who teaches it, uh, what kind of uh, impact did that have on you? What, kind, what was the culture of your home growing up and in terms of your attitude and your impressions, et cetera? Uh, I just felt like it was a great home to grow up in just because my parents were amazing role models, and um, I could just always look to them for anything and any type of advice, and they just raised us according to God's Word, and now that I'm older, I really see the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. Now, Allison, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go on in, in the life of youngsters, and I think one of the things that seems to happen for us at an early age is we tend to compartmentalize our faith. There's a lot of Christian kids who've grown up, and they, they have their Jesus time, their church time, or Bible study, or or devotional, family devotional, or, or even their own personal devotional. But when they are a great athlete, let's say like yourself, uh, when they hit the track, or when they hit the weight room, or whatever it is, there seems to be a disconnect from Christ. It seems like there's this spiritual life and then there's this athletic life. Tell us a little bit about your journey of, of making the connection with Jesus Christ when you're running a 200 meters or, or 100 meters or what have you. Um, well, I think it's, you know, it's all about my faith because God is the one who gave me this gift and now I just feel that it's my responsibility to glorify Him with it and just you know give Him all the praise and do what I can on the track to bring people to Him. And you know I'm all, not always going to be able to say something or do something, but I think that my actions are going to speak way louder than through my interviews or whatever I'm able to tell someone. So I just really try to live out my Christianity and just to be a light to someone. We're talking to Allison Felix, the great Olympic runner, one of the fastest females in the world, going for 2008 gold again in Beijing, China. Allison, what do you do in terms of your training regime in Scripture and in prayer? I mean, obviously, if you're going to glorify God, you got, we, got, we got to know what He's saying. we got to know how to hear from Him, uh, discern His voice from all kinds of others that are out there. And there has to be a training regime for you, Allison, in the Word and in prayer. What's that like for you on a daily basis? Um, well, I, you know, I definitely have my time with God, and I go through different studies um, on a daily basis. I, I do that, and then um, my mom, she also disciples me, so that's an amazing thing. You know, we do that once a week, and we go through different books, and um, just to have that support is amazing for me, and just because I travel so much, and just to have someone to rely on and keep me accountable, it's great. Mm. 
Allison, you, you're not going to be able to run for the rest of your life. In fact, you may be a muscle pull away or a fracture away from your running career ending, or it could just be simply age when the body begins to just slow down. What are you preparing for? What, how is running getting you ready for the next thing in Christ? Do you sense other things outside of track and field that God has just given you a heartbeat for that you see yourself doing? Um, well, I've always had a passion for children, and um, just the platform that my running has put me on, I feel that you know I'm able to um, be able to speak on different causes and issues that I'm interested in. And then um, I've graduated from USC with a degree in elementary education. Hmm. So eventually I'd love to get in the classroom and start teaching. Hmm. That's, an, that's, an, that's an awesome opportunity because there are so many young people that uh, need the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, the Olympic Games provide a, a real powerful platform uh, Allison, and I know probably as a little girl, you've you watched the Olympic Games and probably felt that heartbeat inside of you, maybe to want to do something like that. But the Olympic Games isn't just a showcase of talent. There's a lot of political implications. There's opportunity for witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to a nation that is prohibiting Bibles and all kinds of expressions of, of Christ, where there are a lot of believers over there in China who are being tortured and murdered and persecuted for their faith. Have you given any thought to the implications, the worldwide implications of having a great witness for Christ like you right at center stage, and that it's more than just about the running and the gold medals, et cetera. Oh, yeah, I've definitely thought about it and just what a privilege and honor it is to be over there and to be on that platform. And I think that, you know, my group and my inner circle is just trying to think about how to optimize that and how we can just witness while we're over there. You know, Allison, uh, you know, we we've, we hear about your strengths and we see your strengths and your, your talents and so forth. We know of your faith, your devotedness to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you were to be vulnerable just for a minute, what would you say is something that you really struggle with, and how do you how do you deal with that issue? Um, I think that there's a lot of things that I struggle with, but um, I guess just one that I would share would be maybe anxiety, and I just feel that in track and field that there's just it's a pressure sport, and um, you you lead up to this big event, you know, every year, and and so um, I just rely on the Bible and I try to find verses that really comfort my heart and. Um, and and just knowing God is in control and that I can lean on Him. And so continually I find myself going back to that, you know, to find strength when I'm feeling that way. Well, Allison, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to be praying for you and that you stay focused on Christ and that God would use you in a powerful way. And we really want to thank you for being a, a special guest for us on our Olympic emphasis here on sharing the victory and uh, God's blessings as he goes in front of you and behind you and carries you through the sprints and all the workouts and all the dynamics that go into being the, the high-class athlete that you are. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. God bless you. This is Allison Felix, the outstanding track and field runner for the United States Olympic team with us today on Sharing the Victory. Allison won't be the only Christian athlete at the Olympic Games. You can learn about some of the other Christian athletes by going to fca.org. You'll find some of the interviews that we did, as well as some of the interviews from Sharing the Victory magazine. Check it out on fca.org. When Sharing the Victory continues, you'll hear from one of the outstanding basketball players from the past and a former Olympian, Bobby Jones. That's next on FCA's national radio program, Sharing the Victory. Since 1954, 
FCA has had the vision of seeing the world impacted by the influence of athletes and coaches. Sharing the Victory Radio is the newest piece of that vision, and the continuance and growth of this program is dependent on friends like you. Would you show your support for Sharing the Victory Radio by making a tax-deductible donation? Call 1-866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031. Or go to sharingthevictory.com. One day. October 8th. One message. I made a commitment to read the Lord's Word every day. One stand. This is our football stadium. It just gets the whole school fired up. It's students that are behind us. Students from different denominations. Students from really different backgrounds. Fields of Faith. October 8th. To find a field near you or to learn how to organize one, Go to fieldsoffaith.com. That's fieldsoffaith.com. FCA Across America brings to us Bobby Jones, a member of the 1972 United States basketball team that went through that stunning controversial loss to the Soviet Union in the gold medal game. Bobby Jones had an outstanding career at North Carolina and then played in the NBA for Denver and Philadelphia, winning an NBA title with the 76ers in 83. Bobby Jones spoke at the Greater Philadelphia FCA Banquet, and he talked about the impact FCA had on his life as he left college and headed to the pros to play for the Nuggets. The first guy that I met out there was a guy named Al, and Al was the FCA area director for Denver. Uh, you know, I had no friends, no family out there, and Al became my dad and mom, he and his wife. And uh, Thanksgiving dinner, we would have it at their house every year. And one thing I remember about Al, uh, very especially, is that for the first two or three months, I had great success as an athlete. I, I was on a good team. Our coach was Larry Brown, and Larry was a Carolina guy and had the same sort of system that I grew up in. And so I was having good success, and I noticed that whenever I'd come out after a game, you know, people would be surrounding me, ask for an autograph and pat me on the back and tell me how great I was. And Al and his wife would always wait over there in the corner and just wait till the crowd died down. And sometimes we'd go get something to eat or just sit and talk or whatever with my wife. And midway through that season, I sort of hit a slump and I didn't do too well. And I noticed as I came out, there weren't that many people out there waiting for my autograph. You know, it was like, oh, let me go get Dan Issel's autograph or whoever was hot. But Al was always there. He was always there. And, uh, you know, to me, that's, that's what FCA is. It's a, it's a ministry that has always been there in my life. And through the influence of Al, I started going to a FCA summer conference in Black Mountain, North Carolina. And I went there for about 13 straight years. In fact, the year that I won the uh, Sixth Man Award in 83, I was um, supposed to receive that up in New York City from the commissioner. And um, that was the week of Black Mountain FCA camp. So I asked Julius if he would go up there and receive it for me, and he did. And so that was the most important thing in my life was to be there and to be a part of the FCA because I think this, I think in our lives, we need to leave a legacy. When I was at Black Mountain for all those years, you know, I would speak to seven or 800 kids. I'd stay all week and we'd play basketball in the gym with all the high school and junior high school kids that would come there. And I, you know, I didn't know them by name or anything, but it's interesting about, oh, 15 years later, I was up in, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there was a, at the time, current NFL football player, and he was speaking to a church banquet, much like this. I had never met him before, but I was invited to go, so I sat, and I sat about two tables back, and as he was speaking, he was looking over the crowd, and he recognized, he said, excuse me, right in the middle of his talk, he said, are you Bobby Jones? And I said, yeah. And uh, he said, can I see you after the banquet? I said, sure. So then he, he continues along with his talk, and I, I'm just thinking, is this guy going to beat me up, or what did I do, I owe money or something? I don't know what it is. But as I go back after it's over, I go back to, to see him, and he, grab, he just grabs me and gives me a huge hug. 
And he has tears in his eyes. He said, Bobby, you don't know the impact you had on my life. He said, I was a middle school kid at Black Mountain, North Carolina. He said, I was, I was on the edge of following the Lord or following my friends. And he said, just by coincidence, the Sixers were my favorite team. This guy was from Chattanooga, Tennessee. He said, Sixers were my favorite team. You and Julius were my favorite players. He said, I knew that you guys were both had a Christian testimony. He said, when you came to Black Mountain, that really impacted me in my life. That guy's name was Reggie White. You know, and, and who knows what's, what the impact's going to be in our lives. And so, you know, there's a legacy there in our lives that we leave that we don't know who we're impacting. And as I look back on my life, the things that I'm most thankful for is my wife, my salvation, but then the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, because it is what I am. I'm a Christian athlete, and I'm a part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So I encourage you in your lives, because it changed my life, it impacted my life, it gave me direction and fulfillment to honor the Lord Jesus Christ through athletics. Thank you. God bless you. That was Mr. Humility himself, basketball great Bobby Jones speaking at an FCA banquet in Philadelphia. Coming up next, part two of my interview with Olympic great Madeline Manning Mims. Keep it right here on FCA's national radio program, Sharing the Victory. You just heard from former NBA star Bobby Jones. Now you can read more about Jones and others by getting the new book series from FCA. These four books are based on FCA's four core values, serving, integrity, teamwork, and excellence. Get an in-depth look at each value from select contributors such as Bobby Jones, Tony Dungy, John Wooden, Laura Wilkinson, Betsy King, and Les Steckel. The first two books, Serving and Integrity, are available now at fca.org. Olympic memory. R.A. Dickey, pitcher for the 1996 U.S. baseball team. It was a real fun time. It was a real disappointing time, too, because we only won the bronze medal and we had the expectation of the goal. But at the same time, it was a real awesome sensation to run out for opening ceremonies in Atlanta to a crowd chanting USA. I mean, it gives you a real sense of patriotism and a sense of gratefulness to God. Olympic memory. Hey, this is Nate Giratano, National Director for FCA's newest ministry, FCA Skateboarding. Check us out on the website at fcaskateboarding.com. Now back to Ron Brown and sharing the victory. What an honor it is to have Madeline Manning Mims in the house with us today. Madeline, one of the great U.S. women's track and field Olympians that we've ever known here in America and a world ambassador, not only in the world of track and field, but for the Lord Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom. Madeline, welcome to Sharing the Victory. Thank you. Great to be here. Well, Madeline, I I tell you, four-time Olympian, and those were not real easy Olympic Games. I mean, we had the situation in 1968 in Mexico City with the Black Panther movement in 1972 in Munich, Germany, with the massacre and uh, those Jewish athletes being in in huge danger. In 1980, we had the U.S. Olympic boycott because of the situation in Russia. What was going through your mind and your heart? You were just trying to go out there and, and win gold for America, but what else was going on in your life with all this trauma worldwide going on? Well, in 1968, there was quite a schism going on in our nation in racism, and it was extremely hard. I was a sophomore at Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. 
and the Tiger Bells, which were top women track athletes, mm -hmm. would travel overseas because we were invited. And we would be hailed as queens, and then we would come back on campus and have to dodge bullets from one building to the next to get to our dormitories. Wow. It was scary. We didn't know what was going to happen. We finally were able to make an Olympic team and get there, and there was so much pressure on us as a team, a whole team, to boycott the games, to pull out, and uh, the team got together, and we all talked and decided that's not something that we wanted to do, that the best way to show that we all were Americans was to compete. Hmm. So you had one of the greatest games happening since 1936 in Berlin with Jesse Owens. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we had world records set that lasted for like 25 and 30 years and just unheard of, unprecedented type of situations. But I think it was because of the pressure that we were under and the trauma that we had gone through that caused us to be so close. In 1972, I mean, my dormitory was directly adjacent from the Israeli dormitory. We went out on the porch and watched the whole thing. Mm. All of a sudden, it felt like aliens had come in and invaded the Olympic Village mm. and broke up your utopia. You have this major damper put on the whole mm -hmm. ideal of Olympism. And um, we we're trying to stay focused, but to see the athletes, killed in such a vicious way at the airport there in Munich. It was just riveting. And at the same time, I ended up pulling a muscle before the 4 by 400 relay mm -hmm. and running in a lot of pain. Hmm. We won a silver medal, but I knew that if I was whole, I could do a whole lot better and we would have won the gold. But it was a lot of things that I was going through in 76. It was another situation that... I ended up running the worst race of my life, and that happens, but you just don't want it to happen at the Olympic Games. But at the same time, the Lord really used me to minister internationally like never before because I was asked point blank in front of a lot of cameras, we understand that you're representing the United States and everybody, but you're saying you're doing this in honor of Jesus Christ, and what we want to know is are you still going to run for Jesus or are you going to try something else? And I had to answer that under major duress. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, I don't know about anybody else, but I know whether I run for Jesus on that track or somewhere else in the world, I'll always run for Jesus. Amen. And it gave me an opportunity to express to the down and outers that even when you're in the valley of darkness and seemingly death situation, that you still have a light inside of you that can draw you upward and outward, and that's the light of Christ, the hope of glory that is inside of you. In 1980, it was a time that a lot of athletes were giving up, breaking up marriages, running from schools. I mean, it was mm. chaos. Mm -hmm. And the Lord allowed me to be a major factor in that whole situation, to minister to those athletes, as they watched me as a veteran, go and give the very best and break my uh, Olympic trials record, be called the most outstanding female athlete of the meet, and then travel with the team around the world in a tour 
to show them that, listen, what God has given you, no man can take away. Mm. No matter what politics are going on or what's happening in the world, God has given you a gift to honor him. And I had to do it by being a forerunner and showing them that you're out here, run for Jesus. We're talking to Madeline Manning Mims, outstanding U.S. women's track and field pioneer. As I listen to you talk and as I read the scriptures, I'm reminded that God calls us to live a circumstance-free life in Him, not circumstance-based. What do you do to train yourself within you to focus on Christ amidst the distractions of life? I have a very strong prayer life. Now, I do a lot of different things. I journal, and also, as I'm journaling, after I have spilled out everything inside of me to the Lord so that I can get my mind clear, then I'm uh, usually in my Word reading and then hear God speak back to me. And the thing is that we have to get used to understanding that God talks. We need to be quiet enough and hear His voice. The only way you can train yourself to hear what God is saying to you is through reading his word. And you usually say, you know, well, how does that happen? Uh, You can be going down the street and you're driving, and all of a sudden the scripture just comes up in you, and it applies to what your situation is. God is speaking. So you get used to hearing his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice. They know me, and Mm. they won't listen to another. That, that is so good and so biblically sound, Madeline. Uh, our guest today has been Madeline Manning Mims, the outstanding U.S. women's track and field pioneer of a number of years ago, but uh, still serving the Lord Jesus Christ, running fast for Him. Madeline, thanks for being on Sharing the Victory with us again today. Thank you. we got to keep Madeline in our prayers as she's serving in Beijing as a chaplain to these Olympic athletes and coaches. When Sharing the Victory returns, it'll be NFL coach and current FCA president Les Steckel in the house with Coach's Corner. Serving. Integrity. Teamwork. Excellence. These are the core values of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Get an in-depth look at each value from select contributors such as Tony Dungy, John Wooden, Laura Wilkinson, John Kitna, Betsy King, and Les Steckel. The first two books, Serving and Integrity, are available now at fca.org. This book series will be an excellent resource for high school, college, and professional athletes and fans at all levels. The Core Values book series available at fca.org. Hi, my name is Ryan Hall, and I'll be representing the United States of America in the 2008 Olympic Marathon. And Ryan Hall will be Ron Brown's guest next weekend on Sharing the Victory. Also, Ron will visit with David Marsh, a swim coach for past and present Olympians, and you'll hear from world-class wheelchair Olympian Gene Driscoll. You'll love the way we cover the Olympics, so join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Ron Brown welcoming you back to Sharing the Victory. Here's FCA President Les Steckel with Coach's Corner. For many years now, one of the most popular and most frequently read sections of the USA Today national newspaper is the very smallest portion of the paper. You can always find it at the very bottom left-hand corner of the front page. Frequent readers of USA Today know exactly what I'm referring to. It's called Snapshot. It's a quick bit of interesting statistics presented in an easy-to-understand color chart or graph. One day, you might learn about the top-selling DVDs of the last decade. The next day, it could be how many voted in the past four presidential elections. How valuable this information is to you, of course, depends upon what interests you. 
Recently, Richard K. Miller and Associates released a massive publication called Sports Marketing 2008. Because you're listening to this radio program, I know you're interested in sports, as I am. Miller's publication is full of fascinating statistics about sports in America that I thought you might wish to know about before they appear in USA Today. For example, did you know that there are 60 national sports museums or Hall of Fames in the United States? Did you know that there are 150 all-sports formatted radio stations in the country? Or that 50 million women avidly follow sports? Interesting statistics. In many of my speeches for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes across the country, often I find the best way to explain the amazing ministry outreach of FCA to people is through the use of these did-you-know type of questions. I have to alert you in advance that for most people, these statistics bring huge gaps of unbelief and amazement. Even for those with considerable prior knowledge of FCA and its history, the numbers that God has blessed us with recently are immediately recognized as only having been accomplished by the grace of God. Are you ready? Listen up. Did you know in only the first nine months of this present fiscal year or the period between September 1, 2007 and June 2008, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes has been blessed to hold 26,650 different ministry events across the country, attended by more than 1,365,000 people. Did you know that FCA is on more than 6,900 certified campuses with an average of 349,000 students meeting each week for Bible studies in what we call our huddle groups? Did you know as of June 1st, more than 26,000 people have made faith commitments to Jesus Christ through FCA this year, plus 42,000 have pledged to play their sport without the use of drugs and alcohol through our One Way to Play national program. This week, the final FCA camps of the summer are being held in this country and in faraway places like South Korea, Italy, Egypt, and India. When the final numbers of campers is tallied, it's expected to total close to 50,000 from the 275 national FCA camps. Because our camp programs are all designed to provide a week of both inspiration and perspiration, our campers will have learned much about playing their sport with more skills, but far more importantly, they will have had ample opportunities to come to or further develop their own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This is why FCA exists. And lastly, did you know, as you listen to Sharing the Victory radio show, we're hoping to recruit you to join God's championship team, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We're always looking for more great teammates to join his team. For more fascinating facts and information, you can go to fca.org and learn much more about the faithfulness of God to this ministry where we truly seek to be the heart and soul in sports. Remember, there are two ways of running in a marathon, swimming, all kinds of sports. Two ways of doing them. God's way or man's way. Which will you choose? Have a great week in Christ from all of us here at Sharing the Victory Radio. Have a question about how you can do sports God's way or how you can help a young person do sports God's way? Just email Ron Brown your question. STV Radio at FCA.org. Once again, that's STV Radio at FCA.org. Our website is available anytime at sharingthevictory.com/slash radio. 
There you can listen to past programs or subscribe to the free weekly podcast. Thanks for listening and join us next week for more Olympic coverage. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports.